Today on Talk About That, I invent a new television, sweat profusely, and share my best travel tips. Meanwhile, John wants to live to be 119, hates needles, and forgets the words to a song he wrote. Plus, a conversation about imposter syndrome. Today's episode is not sponsored by Arby's. We have the meat sweats. Let's do this. Johnny, it's another time to talk about that. We're here. Hi, man. You know, that can mean anything. That's what I think I like is the, the loose parameters yeah, I, I feel show. like that you you sometimes feel that we should have more structure. I, I find you as a guy who always sort of beat yourself up over not having enough structure in life. And you're like, you know what, if we just had... More... You know what provides structure? What's that? A splint on the end of your finger. I do have a splint. It and provides only a needed right now, structure and boundaries. Those of you only watching right now... For the horribly mangled... The, the 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 few people who subscribe to our new YouTube channel are yeah. the ones seeing right now. Well, they can imagine with the word picture no, that I'm painting. They can't tell. Like you yeah. have to go right now to YouTube and subscribe. Yeah. Okay. Good idea. <laughs> but yes, I, I did see John's horribly malformed hand. I have a volleyball injured finger. Yeah. And I would love to say it happened by playing, but it was absolutely sitting in the. Why would you be playing in the stands, <laughs> yeah. spectating? If, if be you weird were. if you ran down there, be like, put me in. I have told the coach before, like in between, he's like, hey. I know I got, the place. I got my little shorts. I oh, brought, yeah. I brought them. <laughs> no one will know. They used to fit, but now not so much. <laughs> Put a wig on me. No one will know the difference. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the beard might give it away in the it's ball. It's like when the skinny jeans thing was all happening. People were like, you should get some skinny jeans. I was like, any jeans can be skinny if you get fat enough. You know? <laughs> like, what I was wearing were basically sausage casings anyway <laughs> when I was like 300 pounds. Oh, Johnny. So, allergies are bad, John. What's do you it's see how you so started bad. last week? You can't just every week. You're I like an old I just, man. I want to preemptively, just in case I sniffle, because I know the oh, listening that's why experience. I want to set people up to be like. See, Andrews over the years has never been one. Like if there's something wrong with our media that morning, I'm always like, do you want me to say something to the people? Like, hey, guys, we know there's a big, huge red block on the screen and we can't get rid of. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, don't acknowledge it. Just go. Yeah. And, and so you seem to be the kind of guy that acknowledges the big red block of the screen. I think it's, it's my nature. Maybe that's an Enneagram thing, John. Is that what you're going uh, go to go This is just let's, like let's, what a you're six would do. such an eight <laughs> over here. <laughs> Self-prez. And a, well, no, I was just thinking about yesterday because I, I don't – do you sneeze in the series or do you a one-sneeze guy? Uh, I usually write my sneezes just as one-offs. Yeah. <laughs> so but it's like – series. here's what I think happens is you've got some kind of debris. That's what causes a sneeze. You've breathed in some kind of pollen, pepper, debreathed. debris. You debreathed it in. There you go. And then the sneeze either is enough force to, <laughs> it's out, or you need a series to just, you know what I'm saying? Dislodge The it. ninth one is the one that finally did it. And that's when you came back to life. A little biblical reference there. But I had a one-off yesterday. Normally, I'm a series guy. I had a one-off yesterday. It was just like one of those, <laughs> like just a horrifying, and my wife literally said, Bless you? She asked. <laughs> Should such a thing be blessed? It was. It was like it was like she wanted to say bless you, but she also kind of wanted to say the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> like she needed to differentiate. She wasn't sure. It was. Or, so you had a scream sneeze. It was. It was demonic. Is what it was. <laughs> I always have. It was that. an exorcism. Listen, I can. I can be- become sick yeah. off of one bad sneeze. Yeah, like sneeze because it, when it makes you cough too. Yeah, 
like, when it's a cough sneeze? I'll be like, oh, no, I had one of those sneezes today. She's like, you did? It's like, yeah, like the one that breaks everything else loose. Where you bark. Like inside, I yeah. think I'm really always sick, maybe. Uh-huh. I'm just always suppressing a sneeze. Right. And it's stopping it from becoming symptomatic. <sighs> and guys, isn't that just like our lives? Aren't we always all suppressing a sneeze? I mean, we're just we're just trying to stay asymptomatic. God's trying to give you a release. <laughs> You just try to be asymptomatic from the thing that's really uh-huh. messed up inside of you. Uh-huh. And the truth is you can't always suppress. <laughs> Eventually, you're going to have one of those screams. God's word provides clarity. And sometimes you need clarity. In. I don't know. It's, it's that was, yeah. I'm sorry. Some of y'all. You're taking Claritin. You need clarity. That's what it should have been. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anyway. We're just here to feed you. So new. Just, you're just workshopping. I'm just riffing over here. It's fine. What does Seth used to say? Uh, Does that got legs? Yeah, he always legs. Yeah, (laughs) which I think I taught him that term. You did, yeah. And then now he uses it against me. Yeah, I think it's got legs, Johnny. It's got legs. Oh, that's got legs, Johnny. Okay, sure it does. (laughs) Tell it to walk away from me. (laughs) Get it out of here. I don't know, dude. uh, So you had like a planes, trains, and automobile type weekend of travel. Yeah, it was one of those weekends where you look at it. I was almost ashamed to post the route. I was ashamed to post the routing because yeah. I, you know, sometimes when you have a three day weekend, you go, "Here's where I'm going," and I'll post the little like Indiana Jones lines, right, right? But it was so wonky, and it was like forty eight hours of travel if you did it by car uh-huh. in three days. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not posting this because this looks like I'm a fool. Why would you take these shows? Because sometimes, like, I'm working with a social media team now, and they I asked them some questions the other day, like. So should I be responding to every comment on my comments? Because I like some of them sometimes. They were like, only a fool would do that. Well, they, they said, listen, when you're starting out, you want to be way more personable. And then as you get to be a headliner, you want to be less accessible. You create a scarcity. Oh, wow. And I was like, this is so See, weird. See, I started me. off creating a scarcity. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a scarcity of fans. <laughs> no, but it's like this thing of like, you pretend that oh. there's a mystique. And when I respond to the two people, they go, oh, he responded. They feel more special. But if you just go every comment, you go, thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Now it's not special. They're like, he's not famous. But all that said, when you post a thing that says, here's my tour dates, if they're routed a certain way, people subconsciously judge it a certain way. They go, oh, he's in Kansas City. Then he's going to Springfield, Missouri. Then he's going to Branson. Okay, that's a tour. This guy knows his Google Maps. Right. When I post tour dates, it's like, here's what my tour date was this weekend. <laughs> Washington, D.C., Sierra Vista, Arizona, <laughs> Provo, Utah. Well, Arizona and Utah are in the same section of the country. It was a direct flight from Tucson. So I drove, I flew to, to Phoenix. From, Tucson, more like Tucson. Yeah, it was more like take a <laughs> Nissan and get out of here. But I flew from Washington, oh, sorry, D.C. I flew from Washington, D.C. to Phoenix. But it was a five-hour flight. The reason being, I got an opportunity to open for uh, Jen Fulweiler, who's great, and she's been so sweet to me. And she's got this great following she's built on her social channels, too, and she's doing, been doing stand-up for a few years. And she's great, and she's so sweet. And so I was like, oh, I'll do it. And we had the date wrong. She told me May 21st, and then she looked at it again. And I go, hey, I'm not seeing you on the website for May 21st. I'd already said yes. Yeah. And I go, this is April 21st, Jen. She goes, oh, no. And I go, and by then I was like, she goes, I can find somebody. And I go, yeah, but I want to I do it. I need the reps. I'm getting ready for my dry bar. Yeah. So I accepted the gig knowing it means go to D.C. the day before I go to Arizona, the day before I go do my dry bar taping on Saturday. So I knew I was in for the weekend of all weekends of just like – and sure enough, I got four hours sleep each night. And then I would go to – I would get to the place that I was headed 
in the day, early in the day, and the hotels I was hoping would let me check in early. You try to get the early. Do you ever try to get the early check in and they won't do it? They just oh, go, yeah, yeah. check in's at four o'clock. We're going to have to, we'll let you know when your room gets ready. So basically, they're telling you you're paying for a room from 4 p.m. to 11 a.m., which you never stay till 11. You got to get up and go places. Well, I like, sometimes I want to oh. late check out. But I'm saying, like, it's the idea of, like, you don't even get a full day out of these people. No. They go, here's, how, here's our charge for a day. But it's not even a full day. Give me a break here. So yeah. what, here's how I get there. Here, here's a tip for you and all you at home. Here's a travel tip from old Uncle oh, Johnny. Wow. I love travel tips. Do you ever follow TikTok travel tip channel? TikTok uh, travel tip. TikTok travel tip, tip channels? Uh, That's when I need my own travel hack. Here's one. When you get in the lobby and they go, oh, sorry, sir. <laughs> they act like you've asked them for a kidney. <laughs> they act like it's, it's ridiculous to ask them to check in at 10 a.m. You go, well, I had an early flight. Right. Hey, I have a, I have a reservation for tonight. <laughs> Check-ins at four, and you go, yeah, but I mean, I, I've been up since one a.m. At this point, I've been up since one a.m. Yeah, uh, you know their time it was Eastern time is like three a.m. But I mean, one, I go, there's no way you can. They go, <laughs> but anyway, here's what I do: I I go, I sit in the lobby, get in my jammies, and and I start saying things like, "You got toenail clippers," things like that. A room suddenly opens right. up. I find. I like travel tips, though. That's good. Here's my favorite new one uh, is you – let's say you get into the room. Yeah. You don't have your iron. Oh, your well, shirt, yeah. I usually shirt, carry one, but no. Your, but I'm saying you don't like – I'm not an iron guy. I'm like a more of a steamer guy or throw it in the dryer guy. Right. Even with a dress shirt, throw it in the dryer oh, with like yeah. a wet washcloth, damp washcloth. Boom. It's yeah. like just like iron. So I don't have anything that needs to be. Oh, I've seen. I have a disheveled uh, persona. And that helps well, yeah. me when I need to look disheveled. It's kind of like that company told you, like, you need to look disheveled to look famous. And if you're you like, hit, done. Exactly. Yeah. If you hear my comedy, you go, I bet that guy doesn't shave every day. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're not thinking, like, he's got it together. Yeah. But anyway, so here's what you do. This is great. This is a tip for you. Let's say you don't have your iron, you don't have whatever. Your shirt's all wrinkled. You need it for that night. Hey, here's the great thing. Somebody told me this. You hang it in the bathroom. Run the shower full blast while you're getting ready. Yeah, steam. The, the steam do its magic. And I go, oh, does it work? They go, no. But now your shirt is damp. <laughs> How about that? That's that's good. So you've got a wrinkly shirt that is now wet. Hey. Hold on now. Hey. Who, lo- who looks good for their great <laughs> show? <laughs> Who's a big fancy comedian? Well, you now? want that wet just got out of the shower look. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people do that with their hair. They slick it back and they go, hey. I'm not sure that's a look. It's like bedhead. Right. Now I've got bed shirt. I look like I slept in my clothes. <laughs> it's a homeless chic. That's, That's what great. I've got going on. That's great. But anyway, so yeah, but the shows, here's the thing. When you book something like that, it's not just a matter of like, this is going to make me feel haggard. It's the thing of all that has to happen is one thing go wrong. Right. That's why my wife couldn't do it. To derail the like, whole if, thing. She won't do connecting fly if it's less than an hour. Yeah. Because the odds of something, and then right now she's right. Oh yeah, but I'm bananas. real like I ought to be fine. Like I'm always a even though I'm a forecaster of bad things. I, yeah. there are certain things I'll take chances. You should be on. a weatherman. You know, <laughs> since you're. I wonder if, how many. Wonder how many forecaster enneagram people become weathermen. Wow, wouldn't that be great? Without even knowing why, they're like, I just like knowing the ten day outlook of things. Oh, really? Have we got a job for we, you? Yes. Could you also announce this lady's 101 years old? I will. I can. <laughs> <laughs> I was born. For can this. you say 101 years young though to oh. make it feel a little bit less liver spotty? I saw. <laughs> <laughs> look at here, Marjorie in Wisconsin is 101 years she young. You show her, and she's like, she's like the crypt keeper. She's like, like a day look over at 99. her. She's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Stop uh, showing me that photo. I heard yesterday that the oldest person in the world yeah. died yesterday at 119. Yeah. Oldest known person in the world. Guinness. Yeah. And I heard it was like right after giving an interview with like anti-aging tips or something. No. I, the, the, the header of the article said, shortly after an interview about aging tips. And I was just like, this is how it goes. That. The minute you become an expert. Oh, there you go. You, you fall over dead at 119. You had to have some pride. And you could have been 120. <sighs> Yeah, and maybe we should be more sensitive to the death of a person. No, it's maybe amazing. Maybe the family's listening right now. I can't even imagine 119. 119. That's too long. And she's still giving interviews. Wouldn't you agree that's too long? No. Do you want to be 119? It depends. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was not a joke. Um, I but let's Okay, here, let me give you some parameters. Uh, you have your mind. Okay. As it is now, or does it get better? No, it's okay. as I have as to be is. in the mind I have right now. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, that's it. Down. You are Side. stuck here forever. Uh, <laughs> but there, let me see. What, just what popping Prevagen like it's going out of style. Yeah, you're yeah. you are unable to move freely <laughs> wow. through the world. You're, I can't. You have osteoporosis. You have. I can't issues. walk. Is what you're saying? You're not. Yeah, walking you're not has spry. to be a minimum. Okay. So what do you? What would you take though? If I said 119, what would you go? All right, I'll take this ding. I'll I'll take. Okay, I want my wife still alive with me with her mind. Uh, Can I? I don't well, get women, that. She's going to be alive because women outlive men anyway. Okay. I want my wife. St- that's Look, why it's never a man actually, that's the. It's never a man that's the oldest. You ever noticed this? It's never a man. Yeah. It's always a woman. Yeah. And there's there's accounts about this that make fun of it that men take more chances. It's I think it says like why women live longer. Yeah, you know at why women live longer. And it's always a a guy like stacking two ladders leaned up against a house and doing like <laughs> right. the stupidest stuff. Right. And so it's true. Like yeah. and then there's the thing of men don't go to the doctor when they're sick. Yeah. Women will be like I don't like like your finger like that would have been an ER visit for Laura probably right. No. No. Not on stuff like that. Well, again, she's a nurse. Well, she's though. a nurse. Yeah. She's like, nah. She made the splint for she, you. Probably. She she's got me, materials in the house. I said, but I'm saying if, like, if you have like a, I'm having a pain in my side. A guy's be like, this will go away. See, no, not, Laura's been having a pain. Oh wow. And she's so not, Laura's more of a. She's more tough. But she knows more than the doctor usually. Yeah. It depends on the doctor. But there's but because, often we're in a room where she knows but more than the doctor. Because she quote overreacted, she caught her AVM. Well, that's because true. of her. Well, you know what I'm saying. Like if she had listened to the people in her actually, life, this a, is just a bad headache. Laura. A roommate made her go. Okay. Yeah, I was the one going. Oh, it's fine. And, oh, right. And, and, you were yeah, right. You're like I, you're like. Listen, lean the one ladder against the other, Laura. <laughs> you're going to be fine. Are you on a ladder right now? You're on the phone telling her. No, I think you're right. That I mean, it is. It is just a statistic. That women live longer. I don't know if there's a reason. I like that idea that there's a reason for it. But, but I think there, it's cumulative. Can, I think there's more than one reason. Maybe. If I could have, I'm not just saying this because I love my wife and I want to yeah. get credit. Like, this is the truth. Like, if my wife and I could still be watching Netflix at 115 yeah. and enjoying it uh-huh. and talking about the, and, you know, watching the, there's a new Benjamin Franklin documentary by yeah. Ken Burns. If, if Ken Burns is still alive at 115 and making documentaries, right? Uh, and we can I watch them together. I saw a piece together. of that Benjamin Franklin one too, and it's good. It's good. It's really good. So the answer is, if I can have her, and we can both, but I don't want to be in a bunch of pain or me. I don't know if you get to choose 119 with no you pain. Told feels me, like it feels like a bridge too far to ask for 119 no pain. I'm at less pain. You know what? Just I, every time I breathe, I would expect to be in pain at 119. <laughs> like, okay. Air hurts my skin you know what? at this point. You know, I'm not a name it, claim it kind of guy, John. Okay, sure. Okay. But I do think that there's great power and great responsibility. 
<laughs> I'm trying to. I'm wording this like, guys, you don't know when I pause like that. Yeah. The the filters uh-huh. of my Pentecostal upbringing right. with you're my, trying not to sound like a weirdo while also believing in God and right because yeah. I believe and also like I am filtering out all kinds yeah. of things that wouldn't matter to most people even. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know there's a multiplicity a right. multiplicity of listeners. Yeah. So I'll say this: when I hear the story of Caleb in the Bible, mm-hmm. okay, who said at age eighty when he crossed when he because he'd wandered for forty years as one of three people who were faithful to God. And now he wanted for 40 years, all the people who are unfaithful. And now he's crossing. And he says, he says this, Johnny, he says, I am 80, but God has given me the strength of a 40 year old. I feel like I'm 40. So like they all wore it out, wore out and died. Right. Except Caleb and Joshua. He's 80 going, now give me the mountain, man. I'm ready to go. I feel like a 40 year old. See that. Yeah. That's what I want to be like at 80. Like, no, no. So it happened. Why not with me, Johnny? Yeah. Just because I'm not an Israelite. What are you now, 42? Just because I, wow, I'm 43. 43. My wife convinced me I was 44 for like the last six months. Huh, that sounds like somebody's being gaslit. It, I mean, she's poisoning me. I don't know. Like, what's <laughs> I don't know how that would, that would play into it. Hey, you're 44. Take this pill. <laughs> what does that even mean? I was like, what else is she lying to me about? No, but she thought this whole time that, and I won't say what age she is, but she thought this whole time. She Why was is a, that such a big deal? Women want equal everything, but they don't want to take that on. I want to know how much you weigh, and I want to know what your uh, age uh, is. I don't think. That's what we have to put up with. Do you know what? I, I don't know what your weight is anyway. I don't, I, but we do talk about it. We, it we share Stevenson, who said that diplomacy is the art yeah. of remembering a woman's birthday but never her age. I get it, but it's like that thing of like, like Stevens, if we're so. gonna say, if we're gonna say, hey, women, you're equal, feminism, all that, and I believe in all of it. Hey, pick up a check every now and again. You know, okay? every time you hey, start, why don't you pay for some dinner? <laughs> Okay. How about that? Do you know every time you start talking like this, which is a total joke, <laughs> I'm glancing at the timestamps to know where I have to edit all this no, crap you out. Can't. No, people don't care. They know I'm full of it. It's fine. Everybody, Johnny is actually very progressive. Listen. He's uh, all a joke to just get you riled up and see how much editing he can cause me to do. Gosh. Speaking of, I do have to apologize. Oh, no. And we're going to know who listened. Apology and now accepted. Now oh, gonna, it's not to me? Now I'm going to call it out, though. Most people probably didn't notice. But if you listen all the way to the end of last week's episode, yeah. I happened to listen to last week's episode. Yeah. I was in the car for a drive, and I don't always do that, but I just thought last week's episode was really good. I did too. I thought it was just a really, really good episode. And what was it, 206? Uh, I don't yeah, know. So many. Something. And I realized I had made a last-minute edit on the front end because I had to realign some things. Uh-huh. Boy, it won't that Sometimes Johnny. we get out of oh alignment. Goodness, and you right gotta, before you render. God's going to cut out your mistakes and then realign you to his re- ways. He's going to, yeah. I realized I did not select the outgoing music at the end to uh-huh. realign by like three seconds. Uh-huh. So normally it says, hey, you know, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on. And you say, talk, talk about, about that. that. Yeah. And then right then it comes up into the solo of the guitar, right. of Dane's guitar and plays out. And it's like this, it's a form, Johnny. It's, it's perfection. It's, yeah. Perfection. It is. There's nothing better than Every that. Every time. And so this time it goes, hey, guys, thanks for – like it goes into the music oh, on no. top of me and you go, talk about that real low. You don't hear any of it. And it's like just – it was as if Dane just ripped a guitar solo <laughs> while we were still talking, you know. It would be like on Jimmy Fallon, like the roots are just like, nope, and they just start right. playing while he's in the middle of his bed. Or being played off when you're like going too long in your Oscar speech <laughs> or whatever. They go, give him the hook. It, it really was like the he's music – He's talking about his politics. Get him out of here. <laughs> It was like the music swelled to get us off the. It yeah. was a short episode. It wasn't long. Yeah, it was like forty eight minutes or something. It wasn't crazy. It's the right amount. It's just just right. the right. 
So yeah. anyway, I Leave apologize. I made an editing mistake. I did correct it. Yeah. And republished it, but if it's already downloaded to your phone or your computer, like you're not going to be able. It's not going to replace it. Well, so. I will say this: I did. I did our friend Allison Holland's podcast yesterday, and I think it's, it'll be out when this comes out too. And you need to go check it out. Kennedy Dynasty is the name of her podcast. She's this huge Kennedy enthusiast and archivist. I don't know what what you would call researcher, her. She's like researcher, yeah. and she's it's fascinating yeah. the stuff she knows. And so. She told me about this project, so I go on there. But I had we talked about some things, and I had some ideas uh, that I, t- I kind of took the conversation a, a little bit different way, maybe than she was even thinking about, or maybe a little bit deeper, Shocker. which was cool. Uh, but then she goes, "Hey, get me clips for those things that we talked about." And then I said, "Oh," and then I went and got some more. I even was like, "Oh, this would be a clip too," because we referenced a couple yeah. things. And I go, "She goes, well, I usually drop in a segment of that." And I was like, "Why aren't we doing that?" Like I talked about Yakov Smirnoff, the Soviet comic. Because we talk about uh, humor and satire of the president and the evolution of that and kind of now how it's so mean-spirited. But there was like a a middle ground. There was like a salad days of of time when you could make fun of both parties. And it was like, hey, here's a Democrat. And I think that he's probably – you know, he's my opponent. But I don't think he wants to bring the country down. Right. And so we can like playfully mock things. Now it's just like – there's so much rage that it's hard to even get there. But anyway, we talked about Yakov Smirnoff and we talked about some other things about how comedy relieves tension and it gives this weird – there's this looming Cold War. Uh-huh. But here was this silly clown in essence from Russia who was this fish-out-of-water comic. And so then we'll drop in a Yakov clip. So I, sh- I gave her like the YouTube video of his uh, Tonight Show appearance, his first Tonight Show appearance in the 80, early 80s. So she's like, this is perfect. And then I found like Bush appearing behind Dana Carvey. Or he was on like a split screen with Dana Carvey, yeah. like talking about, I don't like the way I'm being portrayed, you know, yeah. not gonna do it. And he did the lines that Carvey did. It was such a funny thing and yeah. it showed like his humanness. And so she just drops the clip and I go, why aren't we doing that? And you said, because we're lazy. Because, <laughs> and I go, I go, man, Allison's like, maybe this is why her podcast is more successful. Well, than here, ours. Here's the hard part about this. Number one, we're doing it again. Like half of your commentary in yeah. our podcast is about what we should be doing differently on our podcast. Yeah, you're right. Like it's just we're like critiquing – we're telling the listeners why what, they shouldn't like this. What Enneagram is that? So <laughs> <laughs> number two – Can I talk you guys into listening to something else right now? No, guys, seriously, what are you still doing at 22 <laughs> minutes with us? And then number two, yeah, it's this grand we. Yeah. When you say why are we not doing that, right? why can't we say – because – we're doing a lot. <laughs> I would love for you to go find I think clips. just because you think you're over there with all the lights and the board and all that, that you think you're whatever. Like, I can't do that. I could do that. Well, yeah, I've but, got the same board at my house. Yeah, but when I just said that whole thing about making the editing mistake, <sighs> when do you ever get to say that? I make editing mistakes all the well, time. Yeah, but not on our podcast. No. Look, don't bring your career into this. <laughs> I would love it. If you see a spot, yeah, I can drop it. No, you just got to go. Maybe people don't want it. Maybe we get a suit. Maybe Allison's getting ready to get sued. <laughs> we start dropping clips in there like, Maybe we're about to sue Allison. Yeah, that would be a twist, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be great? Like a class see? action? What if like as we – because she's going to be probably our next guest on If the you've podcast. been damaged by Allison Holland, call right. this 800 number. <laughs> And we all just get a big. We start making these commercials and stuff. You like, may be entitled to a settlement. Allison Holland's podcast. That was one of my favorite things when the masks first were really prevalent. And one of my favorite tweets ever was it says, if you've ever worn uh, a mask with glasses, you might be entitled to con- condensation. That's what it said. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to even say. You, might, you may be entitled to condensation. 
That sounds and like it's a, true. Whenever I wear my driving glasses and then I'd be like, oh, my mask is still on. It would just be like, whew, it's just like you're gone. You're yeah. just in a fog of yeah. – I don't know how people dealt with it. I think, by the way, I have to get glasses. Really? It's happening. Well – I need mine redone because now, now I'm walking through airports without them uh-huh. and I can't see where my gate is until I get right up on it. See, it's, my it's long, getting bad. My long vision is great. Okay, here we go. We're going to look in this office right now. Yeah. See if you can spot some Ooh, things. Wow, it's dark over there. Well, there's nothing to read anyway over there. Well, there's books all over the shelf. Yeah, but it just looks like a a stack of books. You can't. Do you think you could? You, you can't up? read anything on those books. Oh over there? no! All right. I mean, I think a couple of those are Bibles. All right. What about the bottom shelf to I'm the picking far up a left? Holy Bible. Look at the blue book. Yeah. About four over in the bottom shelf. Okay, got what it. What does that big word say? No, no idea. The promise. Okay. Uh, no, I can't make it out. Hold on. You can read that? And you think yeah, you need the, pro- the promise study Bible. But you're, you're far-sided, not near-sided. Is that what you're saying? I guess. And then what about second to the right? Can you see second from the right? That And then there's a stigmatism, too. That red book is pa- I... Pastor, Church, and Law. No, nothing. And then that Literally, is the it's... Life Application Study Bible. Okay. So I can read that. I just see colors and blobs. Wow. Well, see. I shouldn't be driving. No. Well, I wear them when I drive usually, sometimes. Not usually. I won't say usually because that's a lie. <laughs> when I remember... I wear my glasses when driving. Where I notice it now is when Sadie wants to show me a video, and she walks up. She's like, "Look, Dad!" And it feels like she's it feels like she's touching my nose with the phone. It's just oh, like yeah. immediately I find myself going, oh, and like I pull it back and hold it here. Huh? So I think it's a nearsighted thing. I'm like, okay, that's too much. Like did I'm I, almost I'm, my, my sensory overload with it. I'm like, whoa! Did I ever tell you about my invention of a television that is a prescription television, so that you don't have to wear your glasses in your home? Oh wow! It adjusts to your sight problems. Oh my goodness! You know what it's called? <laughs> Hold on. No. A stigma vision. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, right? Have you used this? No. Why would you? It not needs use to happen. It? But here's the problem: What if you're if you don't live alone? Now your partner has to just watch blurry nonsense. You know, yeah, they have to have the exact same prescription. Oh, as I thought you. you were about to give a tag. That's when you need a bifocal television. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the bottom. We're good. It's a split screen. <laughs> split screen bifocal <laughs> television. I was waiting on a tag. Yeah, I'm like sorry. another wordplay tag. That's why I wasn't saying what's your tag. Like I was just waiting. Oh, sorry, my jokes aren't normally that corny. Is that what you were something stupid like that? <laughs> That's stupid, John. Grow up, cornea. Grow up. That's exactly what I would see. If I was a comedian, yeah. I would find such joy yeah. in what you just did to tag it. Yeah, and you just are dismissive of your own wittiness it's fine. because it fell into what wordplay. Yeah, and wordplays and puns are the lowest form of comedy. Well, I think wordplay is different than a pun, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wordplays yeah. and puns. Right, puns are the bottom. Right, wordplay is right to above. To me, wordplay is like here's an example of a wordplay that's super smart. Uh, my buddy Tyler Green, not a buddy, but I know him. Uh, he wrote a joke that said, "Whenever I see someone getting around the equator, I'm like, you're getting warmer." <laughs> that's okay. That's funny. That's like it's like a play on words a little bit. And then there's there's a way to do. I don't know. There's a way to when it's just like orange. You glad I didn't say banana? Like a kid could have written yeah. it, or it's like a t- laffy taffy joke, yeah. or a dad joke. That's like a. It See, still it still makes me smile. Where does dad joke fit between puns and word plays? I think I think that's the problem is because like I've been doing one liners for my whole career in a section of my show, and like around five years ago, the comments started getting dad jokey. Yeah, they yeah. say, "Well, this is five minutes of dad jokes." I go, "No, these are crafted jokes." Just because you've decided that these are da- they're not dad jokes, but 
I can they can think what they want. That's how that's why comedy's great. It's subjective. That's okay. But I'm just saying, like, I consider a dad joke like orange you glad I didn't say banana. Yeah. See, I wonder if the dad joke has to do with who's telling it. Because we yeah. still haven't tested my theory. I gave you a joke. Well, the idea of a dad joke is a kid thinks her dad's the funniest person in the world. Oh, well, that's not at all how dad jokes work. And so – No, 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 no. No? A dad joke means your kid roll their eyes at you. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the difference between having a kid that's five and a kid who's a teenager. Right. So like, – well, when you tell a dad joke when your kid's five, well, they would always, laugh, right? It's not, always, it's not always just dad jokes. Like, say the kids I, get jokes when they're five. Yeah, sometimes. Sadie and I listen to this Michael – This is me not having kids. We listen to Michael now. Jackson right now on the way to school. Yeah. Lot. And so when we get into Man in the Mirror – I always start doing like hiccups in the very beginning because it right. sounds like it's hiccuping, you know. Yeah. And so she'll kind of look over at me in a I want to laugh at this. Also, mm-hmm. I want to kind of roll my eyes. But you're kind of trying to embarrass her a little bit too with yeah, your being like, like, yeah. When silly. it comes in that that cheesy '80s music, <laughs> right? And I start in, and she's like, she looks at me, yeah. but she wants me to do it. You're I like think. Sadie Shaman, <laughs> don't be this way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Um, uh-huh. But you still haven't tested the theory of I gave you a joke before, uh-huh. and you was like, "I'm going to do it tonight." I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it. Open. That's your mic. impression of me. That's just, I was like, "Dude, why are you so southern?" This all is of a sudden, questionable like, impression. Are you of from me. what is the deal? And then you were like, "I, I don't mind doing it because my theory is <laughs> people think of you as funny." Uh huh. So right. you could throw any kind of joke in there. Yeah. As long as it's not just utterly stupid. I don't know what the joke was. It wasn't like Hatchback of Notre Dame or something. Which, <laughs> <laughs> Which I did tell. Aren't you, you glad I didn't say hatchback in Notre Dame? Guys, the hatchback in Notre Dame, I stand by it. <sighs> Boy, um, humorist. Yeah. What was the What was the joke you were? I don't tell? remember. Because you 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 chuckled at it a little bit, which is a big <laughs> deal. Like it was a okay, but it was like it was not like oh that's not funny funny. Hmm. But could it fit in what I'm doing so we could experiment? And then you just didn't do it and never right. brought it up again. Because you be, I chose those- your career. Right. Insecurity over my little test. Yeah. Because I don't really care. No. It'll be fine, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would do it. I, 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 listen, I got some shows coming up. I'll try them out. What do I care? Have you ever got caught? Don't tell me that. You're not going to do it. Have you ever got, it's like saying you're going to go grab me clips to drop it. Hey, here. let's do lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever got caught saying something on stage when you're ad-libbing yeah. that you realize halfway through you probably shouldn't say, so then you adjust it to something less funny to get out of it. I did this the other day. Yeah. So we have a new staff member. Z. And now you're going to say the thing that you yeah, shouldn't yeah, have said? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, all right, good. I, we talked about it afterwards. So Jake right. and Abby. Jake's yeah. our new student director. It Abby's, sounds like a sitcom. Like, hey, guys. You tonight know? on Jake and Abby. Or it's like a buddy cop. Yeah. You know? He gets saddled with a female partner. He's a misogynist. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> this fall on Fox, Jake and Abby. <laughs> Whatever. That's great. Like he's out of line, he's in being disciplined, and yeah. so they go, here's your new... And he's then she's talk- a better cop than him. He's talking to her like you talked earlier on the podcast. Yeah. Ugh, what a jerk. So he's over there, and I'm, I don't know, I don't do this a lot. Yeah. Like I don't even do, like, hey, I'm, the, the most I do now is good morning. I don't do like the, hey, guys, we're so glad you're here. Oh, you mean when you're doing and a sermon? There's, there's a lot, of, you know, aren't you glad it's warmer outside? Boy, what a great week we had last week at Easter. Yeah. Boy, you know, I just want to thank you guys. I just, though. We just go straight into it. was I'm the fall like, of 1917. It, I do, yeah. I'm like, hey, good morning. So, it was a new series. I'm like, hey, it's good, good morning. We're doing a new series uh, right now called The Lies We Believe. And I just want to talk to you about a time in my life when, and now I'm in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So That's I, good. I, okay. So uh, comics have that too, by the way. Like a comic that comes out and says, how are we doing tonight? 
that might work if you're the first comic. Yeah. If you're the fifth comic, uh, you've wasted 20 seconds. Of your three minutes or five minutes. To get like a or, cheap applause. Yeah. You guys doing all right out there? Just go. They, they're doing fine. Yeah. Tell your jokes. Yeah. But every comic, it's like it's almost like a comfort device for yourself. It's not even about the audience. Yeah, you just want to get a reaction so that you don't feel like it. Right. It's like seeing the ball go through the hoop. Yeah. I want a free throw. I'm going to make this layup, and mm-hmm. now I'm going to start shooting from downtown. Right. I don't know if that's how comics think or not. Yeah, it's a that's, okay. a, that's, that's exactly that's, a, yeah. that's an apt and, metaphor. Oh, nice. And so Jake's there, and his parents are there. Okay, okay. And he's been on staff about their three first weeks. time attending. Yeah. Okay. So they're coming to visit their son, in Hendersonville, and and I get up to say, "Man, we're just so glad." Like Jake and Abby, they led worship that morning, so I had a reason. Like, hey, wasn't it great having Jake and Abby? They're officially here now because they've been transitioning for a while, and I don't know why. But Jake and I, Jake and Abby and I and the whole staff, like, we're actually super close already. Yeah. It's a lot of joking. They're very funny people. Oh, they're great folks. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm, they can take the jokes, you know. And so I'm just like, what I'm going to say is something like, hey, we're so glad to have him here. And I was going to say, <laughs> I just hope he doesn't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what we'd it's say. It's a shame we already have to fire him. <laughs> like, it would have been something like that. And I realize I'm halfway through. Yeah. And it's a small thing. It's just going to be a little nothing, nothingness. Right. And I was just like, I think it might have no, it wasn't Easter. But I was like, oh no, I got a bunch of people in the room. Don't right. know Jake. His parents are here. Don't do it. So I'm halfway through. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, Jake? <laughs> and I and I readjust. I goes, I, we're so excited you're here. And I said, as long as I don't screw this up. Oh. So wow. I turned it on me. About you. And it was like crickets in the room because it wasn't funny at all. Yeah. It was kind of a little soft. Why would you Why screw would up? You... How would you screw up a new It's like, just looks like John's talking through his, his recovery again yeah. up here. And it was like. I just hope I don't screw this up right now. I damage everyone I come in contact with. <laughs> Is this microphone on? Everything I touch breaks. And Jake, I just don't want you to be caught up in the wake of my destructive forces. <laughs> Was, anyway, turn in your Bibles. <laughs> it was really weird. Yeah, that is weird. They all just kind of looked at me. So afterwards, I was it could like, have gone worse, though. Yeah, because you could have done a "Don't be afraid, my baby boy." <laughs> Which have we told that story, <laughs> guys? One time when we were in a band, we were playing a college retreat Thanksgiving dinner. I remember. What oh, it was. that's right. Yeah, yeah. And we were the band, and we had a bunch of fans because we were the band that played every week for yeah. worship. We were doing originals that night, uh-huh. and I don't remember. I don't remember what the, we had been in the studio. Yeah. So we were kind of haggard. We came mm-hmm. out to do the thing, and we used to have this song called uh, "Search No More." Search No More. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not. I, I turn. This is okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to embarrass someone else to make myself be okay with being okay. embarrassed. Sure. This is, reminds me of, and we told the story before the time that I was managing Skyhook, the band, uh-huh. and we went in to meet this record executive at EMI. Like it was a big deal, big yeah. meeting. We'd been, I'd been like coaching the guys on what to say and not to say. Like, here's how we look professionals, what we do. Yeah. And we walked in and Dane, who's the front man for the band, uh-huh. the songwriter, he's the talent man, you know, and they're all excited. Dane's going to kind of, you know, represent the band. And the guy reached out of the hand and said, Hey, how you doing? I'm Brad. Uh-huh. And Dane says, Hey, how you doing? I'm Brad. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say I'm Brad. He, he said, said I'm Brad. He he goes uh, he goes Hey, I'm Brad. He goes uh, I'm Brad. And he goes Your name's Brad too. <laughs> and Dane goes No, no, no my name's Dane. <laughs> and to this day, if Dane's listening to this right now, I'll know because uh-huh. he can still turn red. It's one of those moments, like you said yeah. last week. You can go back to the to the lunchroom. Yeah, he just said the wrong name. I think of moments like that in my life. I've had dozens of them. And if I'm like ever like quiet, like usually it's in the shower, uh-huh. 
where there's no no devices. You're distracted. reliving it, and you say it out loud. I shout. I go, oh, <laughs> I like I cr- I cr- I have an audible <laughs> yeah. reaction to it. You still groan. Yeah. I go, oh, what, did what I... in the world? Yeah, that was me with a high profile author. So not the being line, able to say colloquialism. So right? the line yeah. in the song was the line. Uh, oh. Quietly, he spoke to me. <laughs> Is that what Son, it was? Son, it's through my grace. And what you said was, after forgetting the line, <laughs> don't don't be, be afraid, afraid, my, my baby, baby boy. boy. <laughs> and I looked at you like. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't a harmony line because I would have sang. Be afraid is a horrible song, by the way. Already, yeah. it was not a good song. Don't let's not even talk maybe, about the song. Maybe baby boy would have made it, but don't be afraid, my baby boy. How did you get into baby? Somehow made like it, it makes, worse. Like if you were in therapy, then that would have been like a goal. That would have been oh. like a whole appointment of why is the line quietly he spoke to me and you said don't, don't be, be afraid, afraid my, my baby, baby boy. boy. Like maybe we, that's what like, I really want. Clear to hear. my schedule. <laughs> We got to dig into this. <laughs> this guy, whoo. We need a team. We don't just need me. Right. I need. Uh, go pick out my uh, Freud textbooks yeah. off the shelf. It's like if you ever Volumes go to the doctor. one through 20. Like if you ever go to the doctor and there's like a mole and he goes, huh. <laughs> right. And then he brings someone else in. That's, that's one of those moments in yeah. therapy. Yeah. To look at, well, I've never seen like, this. Oh, we, you know, we're a teaching hospital. Hold on. And they bring in like a whole group of students, you know. Like, look at this. <laughs> yeah. And they all start putting on hazmat suits. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt emotionally. Yeah, an emotional hazmat. Yeah. I was like, and you looked at me, and, I looked, and when we got done, I was like, I don't know. Dane forever. I think baby boy in a microphone is worse than I'm Brad. Here's another one that you did, though, that I always remember is you were singing one where you sang the whole song. And you but there was your this, first problem. You got to this one high note, and <laughs> I was just playing, and you were just holding the mic, which was re- weird for you, too. I don't think you were even playing guitar. I must have been at a keyboard or something. And then... Because you're walking back, and I remember you hit a high note, cracked on the high note, and knocked over your water bottle at the same moment. So it was like a double whammy of, like, you may as well have peed your pants then. You know, just, I've soiled myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that was almost as bad. That might be. It was almost as bad as our big, oh, my gosh, when we had the double height stage. Yeah. And we had a big a big opening for a record label. It was a showcase for showcase. two labels, yeah. Our big number had like this quiet intro. Uh-huh. I put a I played a pad, which if you're not a musician, a pad's like that. Just noise. under underneath. Yeah, atmospheric. So I would play the pad, put the sustain pedal with my keyboard, uh-huh. have my guitar draped around, and then we had like this click off one, two, and we all and I would I was gonna jump with the other guitar player, the bass player, I remember who it was. Uh-huh. Off because maybe in Greg with the other guitar that night. <laughs> yeah, it was. And we were gonna jump off that stage to the bottom stage and hit it perfect. It on. definitely wasn't me. You weren't like, Johnny, we'll jump together. I'd be like, No. No. I will break my ankle. <laughs> well you were the, you were dead center. Yeah. You had the big spotlight Where on. Where I you. belong. And yeah, we're all backing you up at this point. So and, <laughs> and it was good. It was good. It's what we should have done the whole time. <laughs> and so if we'd had real community back then, you'd have looked at me after the first show and went, I need to be the lead singer and I would have been like, Yes. Like No, come on. If I gotta go back and listen to myself. Anyway. And so <laughs> John, don't be afraid, my baby, baby boy. boy. <laughs> Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> it's so well, number one, I hit the pad and you couldn't hear it for some reason. Yeah. And I remember just watching your face pour sweat. Oh, yeah. And well, were, I sweat a lot back then, too. But it was like sweat, and you couldn't hear the note, and you were like, and you kept kind of, we, we didn't have in ears, did we? No, 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 no. no. So you, you're like, you're trying to get it. You're like sticking a finger in your ear. You can't hear the note. Yeah. It was like just a worship little course. You could not hear the note. Right. And you were like, 
he was like almost choking a little uh-huh. bit, like trying to, and it was like, okay, what is happening? We practiced this like 18 times. Something's wrong with the sound system. So it's okay. We just get into this song. It'll be okay. Cause uh-huh. the song's going to rock. Cause it's right. our best song. You yeah. Know? He clicks off. Everything's fine. I go to leap with the guitar. Yeah. From the second stage, uh-huh. the guitar cable hangs on the keyboard stand. Right. And it literally looks like a marlin in midair. Uh-huh. Like I jump and it, it like pulls, pulls me back. back. Yeah. And the whole keyboard with a processing unit on top, basically like a laptop, starts to topple over. Uh-huh. And I turn around, stop playing guitar, grab the keyboard, push it up, turn around. Long story short, we did not get the record deal. We um, Wait a minute. What? I know. I thought we. You mean we're not on tour right now? Do you the, think that really would have the truth made is a the record though. label didn't even show. No, they didn't, uh, and they were across the street. Yeah, they were. It was in Franklin, and they were across the street. That's when people go. I can't even get these people to cross the street to come see me. We literally, <laughs> we literally that can. literally happened to us. Oh my god! Like, we got stuff to do. Yeah, so we we can't come watch this. I got to pick up dry cleaning. That's yeah. okay. Oh wow! But yeah, so yeah, so we're, it's actually good. There was one label there that night, but they were there to see us. They were there to see some hip hop group that was also there. Word, Word Records. Don't you remember that? So we had a chance to impress Word Records. Yeah. We didn't. No. No. But hey. But hey, w- look at us now. <sighs> um, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I don't You're right, know. though, man. And I think about that now, too, because when I started doing comedy, I sweat so much less. And I don't know what to attribute it to. Now I don't sweat at all that I've lost the weight. So some of it had to be just being out of shape. But some of it, I think, yeah, it was nerves, and there's like an unsettled vibe that happened in my spirit when I would get on stage. I was like, like uh, imposter syndrome is what you call it. Yeah. And, you know, like you just go, I don't belong up here. They're going to see me. Like you feel so exposed. Yeah. And so you just start to sweat. And then you go, here's the thing that happens to you. You go, I'm sweating. I gotta stop sweating. And you sweat more. That's what just—it's the ball is rolling, man. If we you that, notice that the one bead comes down, you're like, uh-huh. "Oh no, not now, not yeah. now." <laughs> Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Dane was talking about yesterday at staff table. They were talking if if he starts blushing or someone else had the same the same experience. They're like, yeah. once it starts, someone goes, "Hey, is your face turning red?" Now your face turns right, doubly red. I used to have that problem with uh, when I was young. If I got shots. I would have what's I called. If I got shot, I used to have that thing. I would get turned red when I got shot. <laughs> then they were like, "John, that's blood. That's- <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you to the hospital." No, 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 no. no this no, will go fine. away. It's fine. I just need to calm down. Just don't talk about it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, my issue was if you were going to give me an injection. Yeah. Then I would have what's called a vagal reflex, which is your vagal nerve. Okay. And that's when you feel like you're going to pass out, turn white. So your vagal nerve can be triggered. So it's not just huh. yeah. And uh, here's the thing: I was so used to working outside, cutting myself on lawnmower parts just for fun. Yeah, I mean it was what we did. <laughs> it's what we did. Hey guys, and, hand me that rusty blade. Like I'm not saying this like in some like I was some macho man. I grew up kind of you know we we were the guys working just grease all the time on us repairing. Yeah, yeah. You know, working outside. You know, right. You know, finding, rub, some, rub some dirt on it, get out of here. snakes. I mean, like, you know, like we weren't, right. you know. So Giving I, each I, other injections, maybe. I, I, whatever. I wasn't the guy, <laughs> hey, come over here. I wasn't the guy who was afraid of blood in yeah. that respect. And, and and I wasn't afraid at all. I remember it just was so hard, but it would always happen. Like I'd want to so pass out. you feel faint, yeah. Yeah. And, Did you ever pass out for real? No, but I'd have to sit down. Brace yourself. Or I'd have to, or I'd almost throw up. Like I'd, huh. I'd gag. 
yeah. and get this super flushed feeling. It was very shameful. Yeah. It was like, what, what is the deal? So I was yeah. like 16. What is this guy, afraid of needles? Yeah. And they go, you're fine. And they give you a lollipop. That's nice. Oh, yeah. A little balloon, maybe. Well, you know when it went away? So my dad, uh, well, Laura had had her brain aneurysm. Yeah. She'd been through three brain surgeries. Yeah. You may remember this. And we were at camp playing. She's like, meanwhile, you can't take a shot. Well, on, I had the shame. And you want to be married to me? I had the shame getting, no, she never said that, but okay, my, my shame was growing. Okay. She was like, oh my gosh, now she's been through all this and I still can't take a shot. Yeah. I'm like 18, 19 years old. And I guess 19. Like, this is dumb. I'm not even afraid of it. I just can't stop it. Like, it's one of those things like your sweat bead. Like, I can't. Yeah. It doesn't matter how conscious I am of it. It's yeah. just like, you know. And so I started going blind. Remember this? Um, maybe. We were on. I remember you seeing spots and stuff after we ran a, a race. A few times. Together. A few times. Probably about four to six weeks after her surgeries uh-huh. and she was okay. I started losing. Like It was like a black curtain came in on That's one right. side. I remember this. And I would lose sight for a minute. Uh-huh. And I couldn't. Like I would lose peripheral vision. Uh-huh. It was weird. you know. So we were playing. And for some reason I was playing bass. Which that had to be awesome. <laughs> I was playing bass at camp uh-huh. and I remember we were at the like long sort of altar service and all of a sudden both sides right and left came in like someone had pulled a black curtain like and not closed vision. it all the way yeah. and, and I remember looking and there was a keyboard player and if I looked forward I couldn't see her anymore Wow! and I was like I'm going blind so I'm going through of course this is this you know it's about the forecasting now I'm like I'm like 15 years down the road, blind. Like I'm thinking through yeah, my life, right. the accommodate. Like it's just fear upon fear. And so we go to the doctor and he schedules an MRI. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was a CT with contrast, which means they're going to have to inject the dye. stuff that they can see you on the scan. Right. Yeah. And here we go. So I'm like, oh my God. That stuff's weird too. It feels like cold. You can feel it yeah. like chasing through your body. And so we went in there and my dad went with me. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget it. I said, Dad. And, and, you know, I'm a grown man. Yeah. I said, Dad, I'm going to throw up or pass out. And there's not a thing I can do about it. Right. And I just, I hate it. I'm just so like, I'm not scared of this. I mean, I'm more scared of going blind. I'm not scared of this little needle. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. But there's something there. There's a block. And my dad sat there with me. Yeah. I mean, it had to look weird, but I just, I think I'd been through so much at that point. It was like, whatever. Right. You know. And um, he held my hands. Yeah. And he just looked at me in the eye and he kind of just prayed and just talked to me yeah. while they did it. And it was just real gentle, not like, oh, Lord, and Jesus. It wasn't like that. It was just like a. He was just there. He was just there. He was just praying. He looked, hey, look at me. And he just kind of prayed, hey, you know, and he was just was praying, you know, real quietly. I think I unlocked it. And I think I know why you said, don't be afraid, my baby boy. Oh, my goodness. And he goes, maybe that's what he said. <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? We just had a breakthrough. I'm like, I, you'll be paying me for your therapy oh, from now goodness. on. Yeah. You don't need your guy anymore. I'm your need, guy. I don't need. I don't need. It's like in Goodwill Hunting when he grabs him and goes, it's not your fault. I know. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And finally he breaks down. Yeah. That's what we just did. Or like the little Geico, he goes, you deserve to save. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, I know. I know, yeah, you deserve yeah. it. I deserve to save. So, and after that, I never got saved But that's again. huge, yeah, because like, yeah, there's a vulnerability there. And but like, it broke it. But it like, broke it through. Now, yeah. like, when I go in, if I'm sick, I'm like, please, how many shots can you give me? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, because I'll feel better with shots. So, right. Because it gets to me faster. Boom, yeah, yeah, quicker. And they're like, you're a drug addict. And I'm like, yeah. oh. You're like, we don't. I don't. You're like, sir, this is a Wendy's. We yeah. don't do shots. We're not going to do that. Do you want the Frosty or not? You're like, put it in my veins. <laughs> so we were in the cafe Sunday morning, and uh, they were like, uh, hey, did you put 
you put three shots in that coffee? And I turned to my friend. I was like, hey, it's the only church in America where we ask for extra shots. <laughs> it was a drinking uh, yeah, preference. We have a, yeah, we have a – it was coffee. Yeah. Espresso, to be honest. How, do you say – do you have friends that say espresso instead of espresso? I do. Do you know who they are? Can you call them out right now? I don't want to do it. You don't want to do it? Yeah. Is that like a judgy – I feel like – I like to say espresso just to irritate people. Right. You drink that espresso? Because I don't drink coffee. Do you go into that southern accent when you say you, yeah. you drink that? Uh, you right there, uh, espresso. You got that espresso. Uh, you got what kind of cup you put it in? Yeah. It's a tiny. You got that espresso with your that cup. little demitasse. Where's that? It's gone. That's gone. not enough to. You call this a cup of Joe? Yeah. You know, cup of Joe is where you draw the line. If you call it a cup of Joe, you're not ordering. Cup of Joe is not... like I think a generational thing. Like yeah. I don't think anybody our age would even say cup of Joe. Well, I don't know. Like, about a nice you don't drink, cup of Joe. You don't drink coffee, though. I wonder where Cup of Joe came from. Boy, there's no way to know. But if you wanted to, <laughs> if you wanted to take your own medicine, yeah, you would go find a clip where someone talks about a Cup of Joe, and this is where I'd drop it in. Well, it'd just be like a little wiki reference, maybe. You would find it. Okay. Allison would find it. Allison's looking, like, Allison's looking right, right now. now. Right now. And preparing for her lawsuit against us. Well, she, she needs to because we're formidable. We're coming at you. Bart uh, Durham... Is on our side. I know a lot about the law. Uh, I've yeah. watched a lot of Law and Order, so that's not true. I don't like Law and Order. <laughs> you watch Law and Order. John Mulaney, uh, great stand-up. He has a bit about he loves Law and Order, and he talks about the different kinds of Law and Order and the things he likes. And one of the things he says that's so funny, he goes, "My favorite character on Law and Order is the judge who allows everything." Yeah, and he goes, he goes, watch. He goes, I'll allow it. But watch yourself, McCoy. <laughs> there's, there's always a judge that says something like that. Yeah. I'll allow it, but mind your steps. <laughs> okay, but she still allowed it. <laughs> right. It's never not allowed it. Yeah. yeah. And then the New York bartender who remembers every face. That's another one that he says. Yeah. <laughs> Came in 6.30, 6.32, was here till about 6.48. <laughs> nice face. Had blonde hair. Was parted in the middle. Like, come on. <laughs> like, really, man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 I went to school with people, sat by them every day, and couldn't describe them. Like the other that. one was like someone who's being asked to go downtown to answer questions while loading a truck and keeps loading the truck calmly, right? While they're a suspect in a murder, right? You know, uh, were you here? Yeah, I was here, and they just keep loading <laughs> while cops like <laughs> approach them and question. It makes them. you look more suspicious. I'd it say. does a little bit. Yeah, kind of, no, no, I think no. you like. Oh, I got to load this. Tr- oh, listen. Listen, whether I've murdered someone or not, this truck has got to get to Topeka, you know. <laughs> Do you even know, by the way, what racketeering is? Do you, could you really describe it? Okay, here's what I think it is. I hear it a lot when you talk about uh, conspiracy cases involving, like, organized crime. Uh-huh. Uh, like a RICO case, which is when the federal government tries to get someone to turn state's evidence. Uh-huh. Like someone, like what happened in Goodfellas, okay. where they turn state's evidence and they Sammy the Bull Gravano turned state's evidence and brought down, you know. So it's a, like a ring of It's like, like a ring like of, a, of illegal of crime, behavior. Right. Yeah. And it's hard to prove because you have to prove that each individual person knew for it to be racketeering, I believe. Right. I think it's almost like a conspiracy charge. But I don't know why there's a separate thing for conspiracy and racketeering. Maybe conspiracy can be a broader thing that I don't know in legal terms, but I'm saying I think racketeering, I only hear about racketeering when you're talking about like political crime or organized crime. It's like if you open up like a like a series of tennis courts, yeah, could you name it racketeering? Maybe. I mean, that would be sure. Like, why not? That 
Well, it feels like that would give your tennis club a negative connotation, though, wouldn't you think? I don't know. I'm heading or on down to racketeering. racketeering. <laughs> I want to, I just always, I hear these things like, and I go, yeah. That feels like a, a made up charge. Like, you know, yeah. It's like, couldn't we all sort of be accused of racketeering in some way? I mean, aren't we, what if you patroned, patroned, patronaged, what if you, what if you patronized? Were a patron, thank you, patronized. Wow. Are you patronizing me right now? What if you, what if you John patronized? C. Oh, see, what John, this the means. word is patronize. <laughs> if you go in, though, yeah. and you're participating, sure. are you a part of racketeering? Is this podcast technically a conspiracy? Could because be. we got together with a common goal. Right. We're trying to raise money because there's like a we're adva- patron, Patreon element to it. We're advancing a narrative. Right. I mean, I don't know Our what own it opinions. is. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. We don't even know when the, we start. The narrative's changing every week, so... But that's how we get you because they're like, what are the, what are they? What the you can't nail us down. This? It's like trying to nail somebody on a Rico right. charge. You're like, we can't get In it. episode 250 is where we ask you to go on board of the spaceship with us. Yeah. And bro, what if this whole time, this is all an elaborate Would you ploy? go, like if you had the money, obviously you'd spend the money on other things. Like Elon Musk just, Elon Musk just is trying to buy Twitter and it's, looks he like bought it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. Well, it's been approved, but it hasn't happened. The sales mm. have gone through. But it's 40 something billion. That's not billion. what told me. And I think they said, for twenty one billion, you could solve world hunger or something like that. So, like, obviously, you wouldn't spend the money on something yeah. frivolous like that if you had the money. But if you did have the money and you wanted to spend it on something frivolous, would you get a seat to go to space? Like, would you be one of those people that's like, I want to see what space is like? Because now they're letting civilians go into space. Is what I guess I'm getting at. You don't have to be like, like the, just in space or to a destination in space. Maybe you go to the space station. You walk around up there. You look around. <sighs> I want to walk around the moon if I want to do something. I don't think that's allowed. I don't think we're doing that. Has, has a civilian? Well, then you civilians have my, haven't gone to the moon, have we? You have my answer. We're asking a lot of questions that have easily verifiable answers. No, but, there's no way to know. But I don't think civilians have gone to the moon, or we would know no, about that. No, I don't that. think they have either, yet. You want to be the first one. I you, want to be the first civilian on the moon. I want zero training. What do you think it's worth? Like, you should do— Half mil? <clears throat> I don't know. But we should. this should be like, okay, this is a— Sell your house, Reality television show. Yeah. You don't train the civilian— yeah. He just goes. You don't put him in like the vomit comet or whatever exactly. the thing is. See the if he survives. It's just like naked and afraid or whatever. Like the, the issue is can he survive on the space shuttle yeah. a trip to the moon? That's not – I don't be, know if that's safe. He's not safe. Like naked they, and afraid, what's the worst thing? You get a bug bite. Like this is like naked and my spleen ruptured. <laughs> <laughs> People can die on the I don't know why they're naked in my other scenario. Why are you naked in space? <laughs> what if they have to go naked to space? Huh. What would you name that one? Naked and in space. Naked and in space. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a dad joke? Maybe. Uh, but you laughed. Either way, there's a moon. Hey, oh, come on, John. It's <laughs> a tag, guys. That's okay. You got to. Uh, I'm wow. sorry. I apologize, you guys. Yeah. And guys, do um, <laughs> you know what? We gained uh, some patrons this week. Maybe the friends we gained along the way were the real journey to space. Oh, my goodness. The naked people about that? around us already. The people who gather around us and say, don't be afraid, my baby boy. <laughs> it means be, a lot. You don't need, be naked and afraid, my baby don't boy. Don't be naked and afraid, my baby boy. <laughs> Son, it's through my space. You got to get oh, in. Oh, wow. Get in space with me. Get in I this shuttle. Say, let's go. In those early songwriting days, lots of words rhyme with grace. It does help. It helps a lot if you want to just rhyme a lot. Yeah. But secular songwriters do that, too. There's words that they use over and over again. Oh, listen. I'm sorry. I don't mean to take down a genre or anything. And there's some good writers in country. But when we go to Longhorn to eat. Uh Uh-huh. Which is every week. I hear a lot of songs 
that, not, I, not that I go, and I don't mean this, I'm not going to say that I'm more talented uh-huh. than that song, but I will say this, Johnny's more talented than the song I'm hearing. Like, he could have written something better than this, and this guy you don't just want... bought a ticket to space with his yeah. royalties. Yeah, you know? he did. And Bought a ticket to space sounds like a country song. Let's do it. Like, girl, when I'm with you, you make me feel like I just bought a ticket to space. Come on, man. Huh? Are you not, you're, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to go anywhere else where I was going to go with that. Elon Musk sounds like the worst cologne, too, by the way. He does. Yeah. Like, like it dude. smells like riches and bad tweets. I think it, I was going to say mothballs, and mm-hmm. but sure. Money. It smells like money. Yeah. Like old money. Maybe he smells terrific. Well, he's new money, I guess, because he's a, you know, billionaire on new technology. Yeah. I don't know. And speaking of new technology, if people wanted to hear the podcast, I don't even know where they'd go. The, newest, already been listening. the newest technology we know about is the World Wide Web. Oh, they wow. can go to talkaboutthatpodcast.com. Over 200 archived episodes. Yeah. Ben's watched those things. You're headed out on your family vacay. Yeah. Uh, you're going to Florida. You're going to... Kids are in the back making Tulsa. Noise. You're like... Do people vacation in Tulsa? I don't know. I don't, if you're listening in Tulsa, Sorry. we're not trying to besmirch your fair city, but no. I don't know if anybody's like headed there. I don't know. On purpose. I, I saw a chart, by the way, that what used to be Tornado Alley. Yeah. Laura showed me this through the mid part mm-hmm. of the United States, through the Midwest has now shifted all the way over to where we are. We're it has to, do, has to do some with the moisture, I guess. Do you think global warming is a... Uh, I don't know. I'm not a... I mean, I I'm, a, a, I'm a forecaster, but not a meteorologist. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to set these doomsday things, uh, you, know, you know, they're going to happen in your head, but you're not going to... I'm not going to research it to see whether or not that. No. What's the, what can we do? What can I do? Hey, our tornado alley has changed to us, so uh, good luck out there. You like, know what, what I could do? Do you move? Get a generator. That's the one thing I want to do. Generator to stop the when the tornadoes? electricity goes out. Oh, okay. The generator itself won't stop. Not like stop to power tornadoes. an anti-tornado ray that you've developed. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> you just. <laughs> That's a good idea. It'd be weird. Yeah. Maybe if we get enough patrons, we could develop an anti-tornado ray. Yeah, or it would help people. Or coherent thoughts. We could develop all kinds of things. Huh. I don't yeah. want to do that. You don't want to. That's overrated. If you really, if we really had this more structured, like you act like we should, yeah, and you keep telling all the listeners they shouldn't like would it. Would we ever talk about an anti-tornado ray? I will tell you this. That wouldn't be in the notes. Do you know how many emails and and how many messages we get? Yeah. Usually every week, people saying they love it. So okay. why are you dogging it so much? Listeners, we, do you want more like Johnny does, or are you just okay? Are you just okay with it? Can we ever just be okay? Don't be afraid, Johnny. I won't. My baby boy. I'm going to be okay. And I think when I said it, by the way, it was real because it was coming out in slow. It was like, it was like delayed. It was like, don't, because it, yeah, I mean, behind you the realize music, this is happening. Don't be afraid, my baby Because you needed another word, but boy. you can't go straight to boy. Yeah. It needed to be a bump, bump, bump. Yeah. So you needed a baby in there. Baby boy. Like it was a you real. Like, I just called myself baby boy. I did. I just. From God. Used the voice of God to call myself baby boy in front of everyone that I know. And. And we, we live to tell this tale of it though. That's the did. thing is you. We did. It's okay. I'm fine now. I mean, I'm in therapy, but who's not? Yeah. Among us. It's not necessarily for that though. I think you're right. I should bring it up. Like when my subconscious spoke, it said, "Don't be afraid, of my baby boy." Yeah, what is like that? there may be something there. There is. Wow, but maybe it's not there anymore. Maybe no, then you, no, I'm you think it's I'm still worse, there. I'm worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more in touch with the broken side. Um, you know what, listener, and you can be more in touch with our Did, social media handles. digital side. <laughs> you should check out Johnny's Instagram. You can go to Johnny's Linktree. 
It's very fancy. You can find all the stuff about Johnny. Yeah, anything you want to know. Just pull anything you want from the tree. Yeah. The fruit of the tree, which would be my social media links. Yeah. Or Videos, can... booking links, all that stuff. Yeah. He just shot his, his uh, next dry bar. Won't come out till next year. I'm no, sure. I think they said it's going to be a quicker turnaround. They said Whoa. maybe like three months. Wow. So very soon. New funny things from me. That's amazing. Can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it went well. I'm very proud of it. So I think oh, it's going to be good. It's we, be I haven't seen the edits yet, but I just the crowds were so great. Yeah. They have such great crowds there. So, yeah, I'm really happy with it. And so we'll see. So That's a few awesome. months and we'll, it'll be out and I'll share the links and you can go find it. Yeah. Hey, and I shipped out a few more free books uh, this that. week. So I'm gonna I'm keeping the giveaway open for the time being. So just email me, John at johndriver.com. Open-ended giveaway. Well, right now it seems like people are taking advantage of it. And, and taking so, advantage of you, frankly. Hey, whatever. And uh, all I ask is that you leave an honest review on Amazon. So uh, you can. Uh, That's you know, a good deal. How are you going to beat a deal like that? John at johndriver.com. I'll send you a not so black and white book. Got exciting uh, interviews coming up. Oh, yeah. We're going to add some uh, interview segments. We do it every once in a while. But uh, Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. So, yeah, look for that. That'll be fun. Now that we're doing video, we have so many more capabilities. Plus, we've got the new board. We can pe- send people in over Bluetooth and over Ugh. cell phone. It it's is clear as a bell. I mean, it is a machine. We need to pick out one of our patrons to have on the show. Yeah. You know, have them call in, and they get to be on the show for a segment. Okay. And we can interview them and go, why do you Why listen? do you? What? How much money do you waste on other things? What's wrong with you? That you, that you like enjoy us. this. Right. Yeah. We don't want to be a member of a club that would have us as a member. Yeah. Right? It's like a FBI profiler. We want to know what kind of person right. enjoys this. Right. Is he, do you have disposable income? Mm-hmm. Is that... Disposable time, for sure. And if that's the case, why are you not giving more? Yeah. Like now, get, what's your deal? We, why do you always do this? Right. Why are you this way? We get these $5, $20. <laughs> what about that $100 champion, Johnny? Yeah. Uh, you start giving us $100 a month. Listen, we'll do a whole private episode for you. I'll... <sighs> Yeah, um, within reason. It's no. Let's no. not make. Let's keep it PG over here. You want, who wants to go to space? <laughs> who wants to go, guys? Sign up now. We could put like a space background anyway. Yeah, it would yeah. feel. It'd be fun. I could talk in a booming voice and sound very important. Yeah. It's like a deep fake, a really bad deep fake. Yeah, You're like this is not space. A shallow fake. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's that's the title of your next book right there. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Bob, your shallow fake. Guys, thanks for spending the time with us. Uh, it means a lot. Here's hoping the music hasn't s- swollen to the point that it's going to uh, drown out Johnny's amazing outro. But we'll see you next week on Talk About That. Want to learn more about God and his will for your life one verse at a time? I'm Quinice Petway, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. I'm inviting you to tune in and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.